0: I'd like to take a moment to thank my mom for listening to every episode. Now, my mom is the real reason you're listening to this show right now, but the sponsors have a little something to do with it as well. So I'd like to thank our sponsors too. Cleo, Alert Communications, Scorpion, TimeSolve. Imagine billing day being the happiest day of the month instead of the day you dread. Nobody went to law school because they love drafting invoices for clients and chasing overdue bills. At TimeSolve, our attorneys have the tools to achieve a 97% collection rate, that means more revenue for the same work and turning billing day into happy day. Learn more about how to get to your time and billing happy place at timesolve.com.
1: It's the Legal Toolkit with Jared Korea, With guest, Jess Birkin. A round of How Minnesota Is That? And for no good reason, Dueling banjos, banjos, banjos. But first, your host,
0: Jared Korea. Is that the Legal Toolkit Podcast, man? Then turn it up. Yes. I'm your host, Jared Korea. Charles Daly. Unavailable. So you're stuck with me. I'm the CEO of Red Cave Law Firm Consulting a business management consulting service for attorneys. Find us online at www.redcavelegal.com. I'm the COO of Gideon Software Inc. We build chatbots so law firms can convert more leads. You can find out more about Gideon at www.gideon.legal. Before we get to our interview today with Jess Birkin of the Birkin Law Office, I need to talk about my childhood. Let me tell you about the exact minute my childhood ended. It was when I found out What rule 34 was, that was a joke. I didn't have access to the internet when I was a kid. I wasn't using the internet regularly until I was in my 20s. Facts? No, the real moment, the precise moment that my childhood ended is burned into my mind. I was eight years old and Megatron had just shot and killed Braun. Well, actually, if you want to get technical, it was Starscream who shot Braun using Megatron after he transformed into a handgun. Uh, it's complicated. When I was a kid, I was a huge fan of the Transformers. They're my favorite toys, my favorite cartoons. In fact, some of my most vivid childhood memories revolve around the Transformers. I remember one year when my grandmother said we could go shopping at the mall for my birthday. We were going to take the bus and everything. It was a huge deal, She told me I could buy anything I wanted. So I picked Devastator. He was a giant, evil, menacing transformer. He was a Decepticon. They were the bad guys. And you made him by combining six other Transformers, all construction vehicles. They were called the Constructicons. Devastator was glorious. Although I probably should have tried to buy a car. After all, she said I could have anything I wanted. Another time, my mom bought me Ironhide. My mom gives me the box. I carefully open it up. I take out Ironhide. I transform him for the first time from a van to a robot. And I snapped him in two. Worst beat ever. And I never got another Ironhide. Frankly, it still makes me sad. I don't want to talk about it anymore. Then there was jazz. The Holy Grail. He was a Porsche 935 with a racing fin and probably the coolest transformer ever. No, not probably, he was. Optimus Prime had this metallic face guard so you could never see him talking, but Jazz just wore sunglasses. I really, really wanted Jazz. He was a robot with sunglasses for God's sake. So I pestered my dad just about every day to buy the toy for me. So one day he calls me from work and he says, I've got something for you that I'm bringing home tonight. So I'm stoked. I thought, finally, my hectoring is paid off. I'm going to get jazz. So I waited impatiently by the window that night for my dad to come home from work. And he handed me a piece of paper. It was a drawing of jazz done by a co-worker of his who used to work as an animator at Disney. And there were stylized letters on it that read, no jazz tonight. I mean, honestly, I couldn't even be mad. It was actually a pretty good drawing. And my dad's toothy grin meant that he was really enjoying himself. Don't worry, I did eventually get jazz. I actually still have him. So I've got this Transformers collection, and then the Transformers movie comes out in 1986. Of course, I'm jazzed beyond belief. That's like the greatest thing ever when you're eight. Your favorite toy line gets its own movie. Of course, I get tickets. I go to the movie. And I've absolutely got my popcorn ready. And literally every good character gets killed in the first five minutes. The list of the dead reads like a Homeric catalog. Optimus Prime, the Autobot leader, dead. Megatron, the Decepticon leader, dead. Reincarnated as Galvatron. Ironhide, Ratchet, Prowl, Brawn, Wheeljack, Huffer, Starscream, Skywarp, Thundercracker, all dead. At least the bastards didn't kill Jazz. You have no idea what a total mind fuck that is for a little kid. You might be asking yourself, why did the producers of a children's movie do such a thing? Why? To sell more toys, of course. The plan was to kill off Generation 1 and to start selling Generation 2 toys. And they made a real effort. In the movie, Orson Welles voices planet-eating robot Unicron. Leonard Nimoy voices Galvatron, the new Megatron. Robert Stack voices Ultra Magnus, and new Autobot leader Rodimus Prime, uh, yes, that was his actual name, was voiced by Brat Pack member Judd Nelson. That was a big deal in the 80s. Only everybody hated the new toys. So within a year, Hasbro brought back all the original Autobots and Decepticons. But for real, Transformers was Game of Thrones before there was a Game of Thrones. My red wedding was the death of Optimus Prime. Clearly, I have a checkered relationship with the Transformers movie franchise, and the Michael Bay movies were next-level moronic. The less said about those, the better. However, 2018's Bumblebee was actually really great. It had a female protagonist, focused on character development, was set in the 80s, and brought back all the old vehicle styles. Bumblebee was a yellow Volkswagen Beetle again. Optimus Prime was a Kenworth K-100. And nobody died. That was the best part. And now, a new Transformers movie was just announced. It's shifting the timeline to mid-1990s Brooklyn. It's called Rise of the Beasts, which likely means this is the first movie appearance of Beast Wars-era Transformers. Beast Wars was after my time, and I thought it was kind of a lame reinvention. Essentially, the robots turned into animals, instead of cars and planes. But I'm willing to give it a shot. I mean, I'm cautiously optimistic that the new Transformers movie will be as good or better than Bumblebee was. Of course, the producers could just kill everyone off again. In which case, now that I'm an adult, I'll go in knowing that Optimus Prime never really dies. Now, speaking of things that are transformative, I'm going to take some time to chat with my friend Jess Birkin about some of her best tech tips for law firms. You won't want to miss it. That's next. But first, let's take a moment to listen to the Clio Legal Trends Report Minute. What would you say if I told you that in 2020, law firms using technology earned over $37,000 more per lawyer than law firms that didn't? I'm Joshua Lennon, lawyer in residence at Clio. Consider this, the benefits to adopting more efficient, time-saving solutions are real and have driven significant business growth for law firms, even in the face of challenges during the COVID-19 pandemic. The first step is to learn what the opportunities are. Clio's Legal Trends Report looks deeply into how solutions like electronic payments, client portals, and client intake software support law firm growth. To learn more about these technologies and much more for free, Download Clio's Legal Trends Report at clio.com forward slash trends. That's Clio spelled C-L-I-O. Okay, everybody. It's about time to get to the cheese in the middle of this Juicy Lucy Burger. Let's interview our guest. My guest today is Jess Birkin, who is the principal at Birkin Law Office. Jess, how are you?
1: Hey, Jared. I am doing really, really well. Thanks for having me.
0: Good. We, we got a lot of stuff to talk about today. I mean, when we're not talking about uh, Halo fanfic, we get into law practice management.
1: Yeah. So <clears throat>
0: <laughs> we were talking about this earlier, but it's not spring anymore. Nope. It's the summer when this exactly. episode releases, the summer when we're recording it. But like summer in Minnesota is kind of like spring in Minnesota anyway, right? <laughs> so I wanted to discuss spring cleaning Yeah. Your law firm.
1: As we emerge
0: we emerge from a lot of things, Right. <laughs> as we emerge from our uh, winter, as we emerge from COVID. <laughs> we're all like coming out of our cocoons.
1: <laughs> That's right. That's right.
0: So you've got some great tech tips.
1: I mean, I'm full of them.
0: You're full of tech tips. So let's just run down the list. Like, what's the first thing you would do if you're a lawyer? It's now springtime slash summertime. You're feeling your oats. You want to run a more efficient practice. What's the first thing you would look at?
1: Oh, the first thing I would do is if, if you're not using online scheduling, just mm. stop wasting your time and use online scheduling. That's, That's my number one.
0: one. I think lawyers are really bad at scheduling appointments, especially with new clients. But it sounds like you're talking about both, right? New clients, existing clients, just to let people put something on your calendar without having to share like 87 different everything. emails. Everything. Do you use it for Everything.
1: I do. I use it for everything. I use it for networking. I use it for new client, like free information calls with my assistant. I use it for scheduling all of my client consultations calls. I was just on Twitter last night and one of my pals, one of the tweeps, was sort of like, how do you get clients to stop calling you every five minutes? Oh my God. And this is somebody who's like tech forward, right? Like they have like innovative in their bio. And I was like, um, well, first of all, you need to start using online scheduling because boundaries. Yes, if you just yes. clients are calling you and you're picking up the phone, that's on you, man. That's, that's the killer. on you. Yeah, yes.
0: Yeah. Now, I've had that conversation many times. Somebody's like, you know, like, my clients keep calling me at 3 a.m. I'm like, you pick up the phone. That's why they keep calling yeah. you at 3 a.m. Stop why it. wouldn't they? Because <laughs> yeah. if you're going to pick up, that's on, that's on you. Right. Um, so in terms of, like, the online scheduling stuff, I know there's different tools that people use. What do you use? What do you like?
1: Yeah, there are a lot of them. Calendly is really popular, and I've got friends that use that. Yep. I use Acuity scheduling, which I think is like the best. Yep. It's just the most flexible. I've tried a bunch of other stuff. You do get like a scheduling thing in your Microsoft 365 subscription. It's like Microsoft schedule or something, but it's, I think it's garbage.
0: I hate so many Microsoft products.
1: I know, right? Just give me the office suite and call it a day. Right. Like, what is all these uh, these eighty seven other things? Right.
0: I will take email and Word. Thank you. I don't want to talk about how much I hate Microsoft Teams on this no. podcast, so no, we should we, probably we, move on. That's a whole other <laughs> session. In terms of um how you use this, right? Are you integrating your calendaring tool with other softwares? And it sounds like it's going in your email, going on your website. Any other places you allow people to schedule? And are you setting up Different scheduling pages for different types of contacts. Oh, so Lord. I know I just asked you a bunch of questions, yes, so I can repeat. That's any of
1: objection those. multiple. Yeah. That's my one time I get to object because I don't go to court.
0: <laughs> I'm happy to be here for you for that.
1: <laughs> it's okay. So yes, I integrate it because I'm a huge Zapier fan. Like I use Zapier to like connect all my different apps.
0: Can you tell people what Zapier is? I'm I'm, I'm still not sure. Everybody knows what Zapier is.
1: Yeah, so Zapier is an internet-based tool. Like you go to Zapier.com, and you—it's basically if you remember Star Trek, the universal translator who does that like somehow managed to make everybody be able to talk to each other, <laughs> so the Klingons could talk to Captain Kirk. They had this universal translator, and that is what Zapier does. It says, "Oh, I speak Acuity Scheduling, and I speak Microsoft Outlook." So. I can translate between these two programs that you're using and tell Microsoft Outlook, hello, you should add this person's name, phone number, and email as a contact in your program, which I have gotten from Acuity Scheduling over here.
0: Great analogy, by the way. Only real, unlike the Universal Translator.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? That doesn't exist?
0: I hate to break it to you, but... (laughs) (laughs) Now, Zapier is a great way to connect softwares together. And then... You've got it in various places, scheduling links. And then are you, it sounds like you're building out different scheduling links for different use cases, right?
1: Yeah, so one of the things that lawyers tend to like freak out about when they when I say use online scheduling and let people schedule with you, they think it means like, you just have your entire calendar open to them and like they can do whatever they want. No, of course not. You can say this appointment type, so, for instance, one of the most accessible ways to use it is for like for not working, right? Yes. So you've had that, well, when are you available to have lunch or coffee? And then you trade eight emails and try and find a time, and then, oh, that first time didn't work. Actually, some client took that time, so not... Rah, 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 rah. So create an appointment type that says, have lunch with Jared, and you make the availability for that appointment type between maybe 11 a.m. and 1.30 p.m., on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Those are the days you're open to have lunch with people. And all they ever see are those times and days. And so you can control your calendar in that way and you can get as granular as you want, right? So it's not all or nothing. It's not just let people have your calendar. And
0: they're not going to see the information either, which is a common misconception as well. Right. Nobody's going to be like, Oh, Jed is getting his nails done from three to four on Wednesday. Right. Like that's not how it goes. Like they're just going to see open slots. That's it.
1: Yeah. It re it does read your calendar. So if you're like, Hey, I have to go to Sally's, you know, T-ball game at 4 PM on Thursday, it's going to know that you're going to be gone. Yeah because you've calendared your life, but your clients don't see any of that. They just know, right. "Oh, Jess isn't available at four o'clock.":
0: The system knows, doesn't care, your clients never see that stuff. Yeah. Online calendaring is huge, I think. So I think I saw a stat the other day that said, like it takes an average of eight emails to schedule an appointment with a law firm, yeah. which is just That's crazy. Ludicrous.: All right, so I think, I think we can get to two more technology tips. Okay. I feel like. What's your second best? Tech tip.
1: Well, we kind of already touched on it would be Zapier, right? Connecting things, stop making all those extra keystroke entries into your computer. You know the pain of like every time you get a business card from somebody, you got to like type in their name (laughs) and their address and their phone number. Uh,
0: Typing is so lame.
1: Yeah. If you've scheduled that lunch through Acuity, Zapier can read that information and it just builds the contact for you automatically and yeah that doesn't get their their address okay fine but at least when you go to email them and say hey it was great to see you for lunch and you're doing your due diligence on the follow-up of networking they're already in your outlook you've got the basics and that's right it's like those little shortcuts lawyers are always like well it doesn't take that long to do the whatever it is but you multiply that whatever it is that two seconds times 200 times a week or 2,000 times a year. And that's a billable hour you've saved, you know? I mean.
0: Oh, right. The lawyer notion of like, oh, I can just do It's why no lawyer is as efficient as they should be. So this has been kind of a running theme on the show of like Zapier, Zapier. I know it's supposed to be pronounced Zapier, but what are your feelings on this? Did they just misspell it? I think they, up they with...
1: screwed up. They, I yes, mean, it's I so okay. clearly right. supposed to be Zapier. If yes. you wanted it to be Zapier, you need to have two P's. Okay, okay, yes. And they just, apparently they're good at technology and not good at grammar and spelling. <laughs> I, what can I say?
0: This has come up like a few times. I'm like, because they have this whole thing, Zapier makes you happier, that means they just spelled it wrong. That's what oh, actually totally.
1: happened there. When you have to okay. make your tagline <laughs> about how to pronounce the name of the business, you right. have done screwed up, okay? That, that's you, a bad look.
0: <laughs> Yeah. (laughs) Zapier is a good one. Connecting stuff is really helpful. And I I think like if you haven't dived into that world, there are so many softwares that have triggers and connection points on Zapier. It's staggering. So even if you just go to the website and look around and just type in some of the software you already use, I think you'll be impressed. All right, so we covered that one a little bit. How How about another tech tip? You got three for us? Let's do the hat trick.
1: Yeah. So one of the things you know, I was mentioning to you before we started that I've gotten three concussions in the past uh, three months. Yes. So which is one crazy. Of the that's yeah. You you, you my you, brain do like, work right now. You
0: just toss that off like that's a normal occurrence for people. <laughs> that's a lot <laughs> that's of concussions. Totally not.
1: I've. I'm going out for pro football after this because I'm just like concussion master now.
0: I know. If you were like center for like the Vikings, I'd be like, okay. Yeah, there you go. I understand. i go
1: Packers, but all right. But all right. You know. All right. <laughs> uh, but so one of the things that I need to do is reduce my screen time. And if you know me, you know I'm on law Twitter all the time and I love <laughs> talking to my tweets. And so it's been really hard for me to put the phone down. Yeah. And I think that's something that we all struggle with all the time, right? If you read Cal Newport's book, Deep Work, it's all about like creating space for your brain to do those higher lawyer functions. You can't do that when you're being distracted by your phone. And even yeah. just having your phone like sitting on your desk, knowing that it's there, can be distracting. Mm-hmm. So there's this app that I use called Freedom. It's again with the terrible names because it's like, could you be more just generic and who knows what that means? But it's called Freedom and the logo is like a little green square with a butterfly in it. Again, terrible marketing, great product. And what it does (laughs) is some people know tech, some
0: people know marketing.
1: (laughs) That's right. And so you can basically set it to say, don't let me use these apps during this time window. So, like, if you're trying to cut back on your distractions, you but you need your kid to be able to call you from school or right. what you know if there's an emergency yeah. you need the text to come through you need the call to come through but you don't need to be looking at facebook or snapchat or tiktok or whatever the heck you searching up jared korea on youtube and looking for yeah. his fanfic from halo or whatever it is you're doing that's, you that's going to yield the lottery cells So the Freedom app is really great because it can help you build some of those habits and like if you are sort of compulsively getting that dopamine hit from checking your phone all the time, you can it's kind of a non non legal, non work thing, but it really can free you up to like concentrate, which is important. It's totally a
0: work thing. So I I actually solved this and I think most people know this. I don't have a smartphone still. I have a flip phone.
1: Okay, grandma.
0: I like it. What was it it like to be in the Civil
1: War, Jared?
0: It was amazing until I lost my leg. <laughs> Everything was going great, <laughs> and then I was Dan Sickles. Um, flip phone. But yeah, my flip phone is awesome. Like, do you also have things, like an
1: atlas in your car so you can find where yeah, you're going? Yeah,
0: Just in case, I have a map. Yeah. Who? Do, wait, amazing. do people not have maps in their car? No. So no. But the reason I do it yes. is the reason I do it is twofold. Like, I I know that I'm not going to be distracted when I'm out or. Even at, even at like a business meeting. Like I'm never going to be the person who's checking my phone while I'm having lunch with somebody. And I like that. And then yeah, like the other good. great part of it is my kids, my kids want to watch like a YouTube video and they're like, hey, can we have your phone? I'm like, sure, have at it. And they're like trying to type in the numbers. It's great. Just watching that is really delightful. Yeah. But yeah, the Freedom app, I think that's awesome. I love it. So we have a little bit of extra time. Do you have a bonus tip that you can share? With our oh, many, yeah. many listeners.
1: Bonus. Okay. So for the love of all that is holy, we're g- please, please, <laughs> please, 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 everybody stop doing intake on paper. And yes, PDF. Oh, is yes. Paper. Yes. Stop. All right. What are your stop.
0: alternative suggestions?
1: Use an something. Use jot form. Use something zappable. I'm using after pattern now. Yeah. Which is great. That's a document automation tool and that's like one of their points of entry is like building out your intake and then you can like,
0: yeah, I know a lot of people have like to
1: create Friday. all the case captions for you and whatever you need. But I just, you know, with this concussion thing, I just have to go, to a neurology clinic because with three concussions, it's like, no, nah, okay, you're going to do some serious rehab now. Right, so right. the neurology place sends me their intake forms and it's like six pages double-sided of pen and ink, oh my write all this crap yeah. down. And I was like, I have a brain injury and looking at <laughs> reading things is difficult for me right, right now. Right. And where is the client service in this? <laughs> <laughs> so, don't, don't, you don't need to pay your staff to rekey somebody's bad handwriting into your computer. Just collect it online. Use yeah. Jotform, use Typeform, use something that you can zap into Clio, preach, or whatever practice management.
0: I love it. Just um,
1: stop with the paper and the PDFs.
0: You gave us three tips, you gave us a bonus tip. Can you come back for the next segment?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Okay. All right, thanks so much. This was Jess Birkin of the Birkin Law Office. She's a practicing lawyer when she's not concussed. As I said, we're not finished with Jess quite yet. She's going to come back for the rump roast, which is coming up next. So we'll take one final sponsor break so you can hear more about what our sponsors can do for your law practice. Then stay tuned for that rump roast, which is even more supple than the roast beast. Now more than ever, an effective marketing strategy is one of the most important things your law firm can have and Scorpion can help. With nearly 20 years of experience serving the legal industry, Scorpion has proven methods to help you get the high value cases you deserve. Join thousands of attorneys across the country who have turned to Scorpion for effective marketing and technology solutions. For a better way to grow your practice, visit scorpionlegal.com. As the largest legal-only call center in the US, Alert Communications helps law firms and legal marketing agencies with new client intake. ALERT captures your response to all leads 24-7, 365, as an extension of your firm in both Spanish and English. ALERT uses proven intake methods, customizing responses as needed, which earns the trust of clients and improves client retention. To find out how ALERT can help your law office, call 866-827-5568, or visit alertcommunications.com LTN. Welcome, as promised, to the rear end of the Legal Toolkit. We call it the Rump Roast. It's a grab bag of short-form topics of my choosing. Uh Uh-oh. Today, we're going to bring back our guest, Jess Birkin of the Birkin Law Office, to play a game with us. Now, Jess, you live and work in Minneapolis, right?
1: This is correct.
0: (laughs) Minnesota, as you know, is a special and unique place. So let's play a special and unique game. We've done this before, and I'm bringing it back because I love it. I'm going to talk you through different scenarios, and then I want you to rank how Minnesota each scenario is on a scale of one to five prince heads.
1: Oh, Lord. Okay. All right. (laughs) I'm ready.
0: You are. I don't even have to ask you if you're ready. You're ready. (laughs) So I'm going to read you a little bit of dialogue. You tell me how Minnesota this is. All right. Here we go. Lay it on me. Yes, it's true. Little Jamie broke her arm playing duck, duck, gray duck at school. But she's a warrior, don't you know? On a scale of one to five, prince heads, how Minnesota is that scenario?
1: Well, it would be a five if you read it with the appropriate accent. But Oh, I'd say, okay, uh, okay, four. <laughs> Four prince heads. Duck, duck, gray duck. That's like, because I was born in Wisconsin, so that always rankles because it's, it's like, no, no, it's duck, duck, goose, but not in Minnesota.
0: Right. That's strictly it's a Minnesota duck, thing. Duck, duck, goose. Not even Wisconsin plays Wisconsin this. says yes.
1: duck, duck, yes. goose. Minnesota says duck, duck, gray duck. I would love to hear from listeners. What do you say in your states? Uh,
0: prob- probably not duck duck, 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 gray duck. duck,
1: gray duck, and it's an abomination. <laughs>
0: It, but doesn't that make like I've heard from people, it's harder to play because the words sound closer together like that. That's the thing.
1: Yeah, I suppose. So like, what does that say about <laughs> you're not Minnesotans? In, you're you're, you're clearly
0: not into this.
1: <laughs> you've just you've just lasered into the divide between Wisconsin and Minnesota, like unwittingly, like, you know, if you'd made like a Packers Vikings joke or something, it'd be like, ooh, this is right up in there.
0: Here comes another bag of hate mail. That's all right. We'll throw it on the pile. <laughs> um,
1: oh, yeah, Jared. Don't you know? That's what I was going to get the hate mail now.
0: That's what I was going to say. I think you could do this much better than me. So I'm not going for the... I can't even do it. It's going to be really hard for me to do a Minnesota <laughs> accent. All right. Are you ready for series number two? We're going to get all up
1: like, a, like the Fargo movie in here now, Okay. <laughs>
0: You could do that for the rest of the show if you want. Jared, I'm tell you that.
1: what, I'm going to give you all of my prince head answers in this voice from now on. Yes, okay?
0: I love it. All right, so scenario number one draws four prince heads. Scenario number two, <laughs> thanks. This is my favorite tank top. It's up to 22 today, and you know what they say, sun's out, gun's out. How Minnesota is that on a scale of one to five Prince Heads?
1: Oh, Jared, that's pretty Minnesotan, you know. Uh, I'm going to say that's a that's got to be a five oh, on the yes. Prince head scale.
0: Excellent. Because,
1: you know, we like to get out in the sun as soon as the sun shines and there's a little bit of dry pavement in the spring. We're out there in our shorts, you know.
0: You're owning this hard. I love it. <laughs> i <laughs> i will say though that's a very new england thing too like is it my kids are out in shorts and t-shirts in like 20 degree weather it's crazy yeah. i mean it's cold up here you too. got a long Not hard winter
1: you're like it's 40 degrees let's wear shorts and flip-flops
0: <laughs> right. meanwhile my parents that
1: live in florida are like wearing a down jacket when it's 72 or something you know, oh like, yeah what?
0: my sister lives in florida and whenever she comes up she's got like a fur coat on i'm like it's like it's like 38. What's the problem? Yeah. <laughs> oh, the windshields not even
1: bringing it down, you know? Oh.
0: Right. All right. Scenario number three. Person number one. What would you say about the third segment of this podcast? Person number two. That's different. You might need to, you might need to fix my accent there.
1: <laughs> oh, isn't that interesting yeah jared i would say that's a five on the scale okay because we're real passive aggressive here minnesota nice just means we don't say it to your face that wouldn't be polite
0: now i don't know because i don't spend a lot of time in minnesota but that's yeah that's the vibe i get that's something that people actually say though right if they don't want to talk about something they think it's weird they say that's different is that right
1: Yeah, that's different. Or a variation of that. Okay. Or like one time when I was with my ex, my uh, mother-in-law at the time said like, well, I guess you can make that choice.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) I think we got everything in here that I wanted to get in here. This is really delightful. Thank you. That was fun.
1: Yes. Thanks for having me. Always so fun to hang out with you.
0: No, this is cool. Same. Now. That'll be the end of the show. So for those of you listening in Climax, Minnesota, I know you're out there. That's a real place. And I'm sure you're super excited. Our Spotify playlist for this week's show covers songs about renewal and springtime. Yes, I know the spring is over. Don't harsh my buzz, please. So listen up and breathe it in. Our guest today has been Jess Birkin of the Birkin Law Office. For more information about Jess and Birkin Law, go to BirkinLaw.com. That's B-I-R-K-E-N. Law.com, and for more on Jess's tips on running a law practice, you can become her legal tech pen pal for free. Just go to HackYourPractice.Lawyer and sign up, and you'll get her thoughts in your inbox on a regular basis. Unfortunately, we've run out of time, so we won't be able to get to my harpsichord rendition of Dueling Banjos. But don't worry, I'll get you a real treat soon. I'll bone up on the pan flute and roll out chariots of fire for y'all. It's going to be a Zamfir fever dream. Now that'll do it for another episode of the Legal Toolkit Podcast, where we attend all the pipe organ concerts at all the public parks.